the blessing would go to the firstborn son. In essence, Elisha would have been, Elijah would have been Elisha's spiritual father. And so what he was asking in, in the understanding of those, of the, of the passing on of the blessing of the father was not a bizarre ask. It wasn't something that he shouldn't have asked because in, he is the firstborn of, he, he, he's, Elijah is the spiritual father of Elisha. So Elisha wasn't asking a wrong thing because this, the blessing, the double, the greater part of the blessing was to be given to the firstborn son. But here when, when Elisha is saying, please let there be a double portion of your spirit upon me, some people take it as though he wants to do more miracles than Elijah did. But I see it as a man that's saying, you're going to be going. And I'm not yet ready. I need a greater outpouring of the spirit upon me. He saw himself in that place of, I can't do this without God. Unless God were to pour out a double portion of his spirit upon me, I can't do this. I'm not equipped to do this. I don't have it within me to do it. Would you give me, would you let there be a double portion of your spirit upon me? What is that spirit? That is the spirit of God. Let there be a double portion of your spirit upon me. He's calling, let the spirit of, let there be a double portion of God's spirit upon my life that I may be able to fulfill the call that I'm being called into. The walk that I have to walk into, I cannot do without a double portion of God's spirit. Elijah, I've walked with you. I've seen what you have done. I've seen the counsel that you have given. I've seen and know of the miracles that you have done. Elijah, I cannot walk in that calling unless God himself gives me that and more. Because in and of myself, I am man. And I can't fulfill that. And so Elijah, Elijah says to him, you have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. If you see me, it shall be so. And so what happens? And I like this. The scripture goes on and it says, as they were talking. As they were talking. It amazes me because in all the years that I've read the story, it never dawned on me till I was preparing for tonight that as they were talking, the chariots of fire came, the horses of fire came and went right in between them. Went right in between them and then came a whirlwind. Now, have you stopped to consider that? You're walking. Could you imagine walking beside me? And as we are talking, as we're talking, a chariot of fire, of horses and fire come in between us. Now, first of all, most of the time we all think that 
the chariot comes along. Come on, Elijah. And he hops on the chariot. And away Elijah goes up into the heavens. But it isn't even that. The chariot of fire comes. The two men are talking. The horses of fire are there. And Elijah is not even singed by it. He's not even singed by it. Immediately, immediately, I was like, yeah, for sure he's not singed by it. Because Moses saw a burning bush. And when he saw the burning bush, he had to go to see it. He had to get closer because he wanted to see why this bush was not being consumed. But yet it was on fire. Right? And so then I'm like, yeah, of course Elijah wasn't, wasn't singed. He wasn't burned because the three Hebrew boys were in the fiery furnace that Nebuchadnezzar had thrown them into. And when they were in that fiery furnace, what happened? Nebuchadnezzar says, well, how many men were thrown in there? Well, there was three. Yeah, but I see one as the son of God. And so these three Hebrew boys come out of the fire. They neither smell like smoke and nor were they burned. And so here is a chariot of fire, a chariot of fire, grace, a chariot of fire. And the scriptures doesn't say, and Elisha was burned on his left side as the chariot passed through. The scripture doesn't say, and as the chariot of fire and the horses of fire passed through, Elisha went flying. The scripture says, as they were talking, as they were talking, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. That's it. Separated the two of them. I'm sure Elisha Elisha went like this. Right? And as he looks, as they are separated, it says this, and Elijah went up, Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. They're separated by a chariot of fire and horses of fire. That's just an, a phenomenal, like, like it's an amazing sight to imagine with your eyes a chariot being on fire, and horses of fire. Like, I think that if I was Elisha, I would have been speechless, dumbified. I wouldn't have had another word to say. But there's something that else that struck me about this. Then the whirlwind, Elijah and Elijah went up by a whirlwind. He didn't go up by somebody on the chariot going, come on up, get on the chariot. Let's go, Elijah. He didn't go up by a whirlwind comes and, And transports him from his earthly residence into his eternal, into his heavenly residence. Just a whirlwind. And sometimes we are going through life. And this is the other thing that I saw in my mind. Sometimes we are going through life and everything just seems like a whole lot of chaos. And all of a sudden, we are struck by the fires. And and fire always in life seems to be trouble, seems to be an emergency, right? Some 
sometimes we use the expression of a whirlwind as, as in something of trials and tribulation. The other thing that I just pause to consider in this moment, though that's not necessarily the context, that sometimes we could be in the places of fire in a very heated place of our life. And sometimes a whirlwind just could come in. If you're in a desert and there's a whirlwind of a sandstorm that happens, you can't see out of it, nor can you see in it. Because it's just a whirlwind. And so in that moment, you cannot see forward. You can't, nor can you see what is immediately in front of you because you are caught in this whirlwind. But, but if your eyes are on the right focus, while you are in the whirlwind, you will be brought very close to the Lord himself. And those that are watching will see you as being carried by him. You see, Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Sometimes you might be in the heat of problems. Sometimes you might be in the very chaos of a situation and you can't see in front of you. You can't see to the right of you. You can't see to the left of you. Everything that seemed familiar has been separated from you because you are just caught up in this situation. And, and, but if your eyes are focused on the right Focus. If your eyes are focused on God, to you, you might feel like you're in a fiery place. To you, you might feel like you're in a whirlwind. But to those that are observing from the outside, the Lord is carrying you up. And he is holding you through the whole situation. And so we can see here in this story, though that's not in full context of what is taking place, we can take from it that in my fiery situations and in my whirlwinds, the Lord will lift me up. The Lord will lift me up. How will he lift me up? Because my eyes are on him. Elisha did not want to miss that moment of transfer. When his master would leave his earthly presence and go to his heavenly presence, Elisha did not want to miss that. Stop distracting me by telling me he's going to leave. I want to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. I want to keep my eyes fixed on God because as my eyes are fixed on God, I'm not going to miss what he wants me to see. But if you keep telling me he's going to go, if you keep telling me, did you know he's leaving? today my eyes are going to be on the fact that he is leaving my eyes are going to be on the, on the fact that he at some point in time he's going to be with me no more but if my eyes are fixed on God if my eyes are fixed on God then I'm going to see what he wants me to see and that is this that he will carry Elijah up and he will carry you up 
in whatever whirlwind hits you, in whatever fire may separate you from those that you love, whatever fiery circumstance could come in between you and those things that you held so dear. The Lord is there to lift you up. To you, you might be overcome in the moment by the fire. Because when I pictured it, I saw a fire. And I was like, wow, how did Elisha even stand in that place? I would have fallen down. I would have been overcome by that fiery chariot. How did he do it? Sometimes sometimes just read it and imagine what you're reading. Don't just read the words. And a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. Oh, yeah, okay. And Elijah went up by the way. Could you just for a moment pause and see that chariot of fire? Could you see yourself? Good thing you're not any closer, Gloria. You'd have a shower by now. Could you see yourself for one moment? Just for one moment? You and your best buddy, Elijah and Elisha. Can you see yourself in that place? And can you see those horses of fire? Horses, they are strong. And if they're horses of fire, they just weren't like... They came in, and, their, and every strength within their leg was demonstrated. How did Elisha stand up beside that? See, God demonstrates his power. God demonstrates his power. You could feel right now just in a whirlwind. You could feel right now that you've been just separated from that which is most dear to you. And you just don't know how will you do it. But those that are watching, because God is so faithful to his children, they don't see the whirlwind that you're in. They don't see the fiery circumstance that is consuming you. You know what they see? You've been carried. You've been carried. You are being carried. You're being carried through it all. You're being carried. And Elijah saw Elijah go up in the whirlwind into heaven. And he says this. My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. My father, my father. It's a picture for us that the Lord is coming. To see Elijah go up in that whirlwind is a picture of the, of the church being raptured up by Christ. You see, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, let me just quickly turn there because I don't even know if I gave it to to TJ in the back, but it's okay, I'll ask forgiveness. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus said this. Well, I'll get to it. He says this, um, verse 7, and he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, 
But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up. He was lifted up. And a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, this Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go. You see, he's going to come again. It's giving us a picture. Elijah being transported into the presence of the Lord gives us a picture that there will be a rapture of the church. There will be a time when the Lord will come. And as we have read, it's not for us to know the time. But what does the scripture say in Matthew 25, 13? Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This was, this was um, given to uh, in the story of the, of the ten virgins. What about in Matthew 24, 42? Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming let me go back now to that question how would you live out today if you knew today was the day the lord would come would you clean house would you clean house would you clean house would you stop doing some things that you shouldn't be doing how would you live out today If today was the day that the Lord would come, who would you call up and say, I'm sorry, forgive me. I should never have done that. How would you live out today if you were in the shoes of Elisha and today was the day? As you consider those things, that's the place that the Lord wants us to be in preparedness. That we are watching and we are waiting. That my heart is pure. That my thoughts are clean. That I am ready. I'm not having to get ready. I'm ready. I used to say as a joke during COVID, because you know, what else did we have to do but clean our house? clean our house we had no place to go so we had to clean the house my kids would say oh but mom do we really have to everybody else is just watching movies together as a family why do we have to paint this room i said so that when the lord comes and they come to our house they could see it nice and clean was just a joke. But First Thessalonians 5, 1 to 5 says, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like what? A thief in the night. While people are saying there 
is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. We do not know the day for the hour we can know by the signs of the times. We might not know when Jesus is coming, but we know that he's coming. You might not know that today at 9.45, but we know that he is coming. When my children were going to be born, I didn't know the hour or the minute they would be born, but did I know they were going to be born? Let me tell you, I knew. I knew every part of my being knew. And those of us who have been in that place as women know, know that every part of our being knows that any minute it's imminent now, the birthing is going to come. The child's going to come. What are those signs? Matthew 24, 36 40 to 44 says, But about that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, and get this, nor the sun. But only the Father, as it was in the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. And that is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two will be in the field, and one will be taken, and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill, one will be taken and the other left therefore again verse 42 keep watch because you don't know on what day your lord will come but understand this if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief come was coming he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into so you also must be ready so you also must be ready so you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Oh, what would you do if you were in Elisha's shoes and somebody came to you and said, did you know that Jesus is coming today? Did you know? Elisha, did you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? Yes, I do. Now be quiet because I'm watching and I'm waiting and I'm ready. The hour to get ready is not when you're going out the door. The hour to get ready is before the door has opened. He knew he was to remain focused and alert and not to allow those distracting voices. What shall I do for you? I'll have a double-double. Elijah, I'll have a double-double of your anointing. Because for me to make it through these end days, I need a double portion of your spirit. Of the spirit that God gave you, I need a double portion. For what's before me, the course that is before me, Elijah, I need a double portion. Because the world is getting worse, Elijah, I need a double portion. 
Why? Because Elijah, I need a double portion to be able to boldly speak as you did. In the face of the idolater, I need to be able to boldly speak like God be God. Why do you need a double portion, Elisha? Because I need to see the rain before the cloud has appeared. Why do you need a double portion, Elijah? Because I need to hear the sound of the abundance of rain before a drop has fell. Why do you need a double, Elisha? Because when I'm in the cave alone and I believe that nobody else is with me, I need to know that I know you will never leave me nor forsake me because you are with me Always. Why do you need a double portion, Elisha? Because when the Son of Man comes, I want to be ready. I want to be watching and I want to be ready. What would you do? How would you answer? Would you ask as you went through the drive-through of prayer? What is your request tonight? I'll take a double-double. Because the days are getting worse. And that's all that I could take is a double-double. Each day as you walk towards the final day, You can rely upon the Lord for a double portion of his spirit. All that he requires of you, watch and wait. Watch and wait. Be ready. Be ready. Father God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for tonight because as we go home, Lord, and we just meditate on this word, And Lord, even perhaps as some of us open up our Bible and read it again, you'll speak even other truths into our heart of what you want to say to us most specifically. Lord, we thank you because maybe for us, some of us has come a realization there's some house cleaning that we need to do. There's some forgiveness that we need to make. There's some wrongs that we need to make right, oh God. There's some studying of your word that we need to nestle deep within our hearts. There's some truths that we need to understand. Oh, Lord, open up our eyes to see how we would live differently if we knew you were coming, even in the next hour. And then, Lord, gird us up to walk as though we are ready for you to come, just as Elisha did. you be all the glory and the honor in Jesus name amen and amen well for those that are watching online we thank you for joining us tonight and uh, we invite you back Sunday morning as we worship the Lord together and as pastor brings forth the word please continue to keep pastor and Nadia in, in prayer um as the, you know, they've lost a loved one and Nadia's lost her mother and Pastor Dino's mom is also very ill. And so 
Please keep them in prayer that the Lord would be their strength and their source at this time. God be with you. We'll see you here again Sunday morning. Uh, God bless you and, and bye for now.